Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. Joe, the Flyers wrap up their homestand at 2-3-0. They fall to the Capitals 4-1. The score looks worse than what the game was. It was a couple empty netters by Alex Ovechkin. The Flyers went into the third period tied 1-1. But I think we really saw just how much they struggle to score, Joe, and how how much that's putting a pressure on them winning games that are close in the third period. They are one, four, and four when in games when entering the third period tied. So eight losses, one win. I mean, you got to balance that out. And a lot of it's just because they, they struggle to score and other teams don't. Would you agree, Joe? Yeah. And, and John Tortorella boiled it down perfectly last night saying he was perplexed by the penalties, mm-hmm. but then said, we were still in the game and we basically lost the third period. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, when it comes down to it, Dylan Strom finished his opportunity and Kevin Hayes didn't. I mean, it really comes down to that simple. And when you don't score goals, it can come down to one missed opportunity. I mean, if you look at it, Alex Ovechkin hits the crossbar in the first period and you're thinking, all right, if it's that kind of night, we got to win this game. I mean, if he's going to miss a wide open net, we have to win this game. Yeah. And then you really just don't. To me, it was the lack of opportunity that was more disturbing than the lack of goals. Because, you know, I mean, I'm not. This isn't rocket science here, but more scoring opportunities means the better chance you're going to score more goals. Mm -hmm. And. They just don't generate scoring chances. And even the goal Kevin Hayes scored was not really a scoring chance. I mean, he threw the puck on net from the middle of the circles up top, up high in the zone. Like, that's not – like, when we talked about that goal on the intermission – on intermission live last night, it was kind of like he threw it toward the net hoping for a tip, and it didn't need to be tipped. So it's not like that was this grade A scoring chance that they cashed. Yeah. Um, so uh, to me, it's just they, they, you know, Al Morgani talked about it last night. They rarely get the goalie moving side to side. Yeah. Um, they can rarely, com- you know, complete cross zone passes or even, you know, side to side passes in tight. They don't really, they just, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, they, um, I think Al put it last night on post game that, 
they need to go to the hand store. They, they need some guys with hands. Um, and it's, uh, it's tough to watch because even though the Capitals have tons of injuries and even though the Avalanche have tons of injuries, and I know the Flyers won that game the other night, but they play Colorado coming up again. They have tons of injuries, but Washington has Ovechkin and they have Oshie. And look at the score sheet last night. And they have Strom, who's having a good season. So look at the score sheet last night. Mm-hmm. Colorado has Kale McCarr still healthy. Um, Alex Newhook, who scored the other night, can score and can step up in the absence of some of these other guys. So they have go-to guys, and they have go-to guys in layers where, okay, these guys are out. These are the next guys we look forward to. The Flyers don't have that first layer. On some nights they do, Konechny, Hayes. But when you're talking, if Cam Atkinson's not in the lineup beyond Konechny and Hayes, I'm not really sure who this team's looking to as their go-to guy to score goals. It should be Joel Farabee. And, but to me, Joel Farabee's season's kind of like this right now. And maybe it has to do with the fact that he returned from injury way earlier than anybody expected. Um. I hope that's what it is. I'm sure that's what the Flyers are hoping it is because he's a guy that's, quite frankly, this team relies on as, at worst, their third uh, best goal scorer on the team at this point in time. That's with Atkinson out, and I'm only speaking with Atkinson out because he hasn't played yet this year. So, um, But, yeah, it's it's a struggle. It's a struggle, and uh, Torts has told us that since the beginning of the year. We're going to struggle to fill the net. And they certainly are, aside from the game against Colorado the other night. And we've talked about Kevin Hayes and Travis Konechny being more playmakers than they are than they are goal scorers. We talked about Travis Konechny looking more like a facilitator as he's come up here. Uh, Hayes is by far uh, more of a facilitator than he is a goal scorer. Obviously, both can score goals, but they're more guys that like to distribute the puck Um and they're being relied upon as the team's top two goal scorers. It's, that just tells you how much they're lacking in goal scoring. And we said it all along, Joe. The team has a talent efficiency, and you're seeing it. You're seeing it in close games. To their credit, they are in games, which I think is a positive. They're being very defensive, very structured, where they're staying in games. They're not making mistakes. But one mistake will burn them, and that's a tough way to play, tough way to put all that pressure on yourself that you have to be mistake-free for 60 minutes. And then they also don't have that person that's going to finish a big chance or go out and make a play when it's a tight game in the third period. It's just a tough way to play. And I think John Tortorella coming out post game saying it's a problem here that we can't score, that we struggle to score. And he said some of it's confidence, but some of it's we just struggle. And that's him saying we don't have the players to really go out there and consistently create offense and make plays when we need it. And it's almost like he's saying that to Chuck Fletcher, is that, hey, we're we're taking steps in what we want to do in forming this identity, but we could also need more ta- we could also use more talent. Uh, whether that's guys coming back from injury or whether that's external options, they need more talent. And uh, you're seeing it. It's a shame because I do feel like the Flyers are taking strides in terms of what they want to do under John Torrell. They're simply missing people that can go out there and do it in terms of offense. It almost makes you miss uh what they could have gotten in Johnny Gaudreau, Joe, but we won't even go down that, that road. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, really it, you're missing 
there's probably too much of a void with Cam Atkinson out of the lineup. Yeah. I mean, I know Cam scored 40 goals in this league, but I don't think there's any – you're not coming into a season expecting him to score 40 goals. But with him out of the lineup and them struggling to score, it just – it seems like you're missing so much more goal scoring than just the goals that Cam provides. And he can make plays too. He changes the dynamic of how you defend the Flyers because he's he's as he can snipe. Yeah. And – you know, Konechny, I think Konechny can be that, but he's not always that. And he misses the net a lot. Yeah. When he, I mean, a couple opportunities. He Last night he missed the net. I'm, and when I say opportunities, I mean opportunities to shoot, not, not necessarily scoring opportunities. Um, but, yeah, it's um, – you're kind of like looking around for answers, but you already know they're not there. Mm-hmm. And – aside from getting a healthy Cam Atkinson back, but that's one player. It's not like, you know, they're going to go from scoring, you know, two point whatever goals per game to scoring five goals a game because Cam Atkinson's in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and you look around the league, in particular last night, you had Tage Thompson scoring five goals for the Buffalo Sabres. You have Connor McDavid having two goals and two assists, and you see these teams filling the net. And you, like you had just mentioned, you just, um, the first thing that comes to your mind is the talent deficiency that this team has. And then you look around, and I'm not saying Buffalo's loaded with talent, but they have a lot of young, up-and-coming talent. And then all of a sudden, this team who, a few years ago, the Flyers looked at as a team you could take advantage of, is now all of a sudden this team on the rise, and really like where are the flyers yeah. you know and it's it's a tough trend yeah because you saw and i mean even going back to the devil's game that was another team a few years ago you were like okay we, you know that's a team we should be able to get a win against and now you have teams like the devils and the sabers going like this and you have the flyers who never really got to this and now they're kind of heading this way or just meddling down here and it's, uh, yeah, it's tough. Yep. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. So the Flyers now head out on a four-game road trip, some tough matchups. Uh, it starts with the Golden Knights on Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time on NBC Sports Philadelphia Plus. We'll pre-game and post-game live. Won't be an easy trip. But I do think the Flyers can build on some things. They got a couple wins on the homestand. They went into the homestand, banged up like anything, and losing 10 straight. So they got a couple wins, and they got healthier. So those are some positives. Joe, I still think one of the biggest positives here is Carter Hart looks like the guy, and he's given them a chance. I mean, I can't imagine a couple of things. I can't imagine where the Flyers would be if Kevin Hayes wasn't performing at over a point per game. And I can't imagine where the Flyers would be if Carter Hart wasn't really good if he was up and down having bad nights good nights overall he's he's there almost every single night um the Flyers are 9 13 and 5 and I think it's a scary thought to think where they'd be where if Hayes wasn't doing what he's doing if Hart wasn't doing what he's doing yeah um we we've talked about Hart's demeanor and how it's very even keel we saw that again last night um and and Hart is making huge saves when 
um, when the team needs it. For example, when they put the Capitals on the power play four times in the first period last night, and I know we didn't really – they didn't really get Ovechkin to a spot where he let go the huge one-timer, but he did let go a couple shots, made a couple nifty plays. He had some one-timers from the point. Um, Hart was there to stop all of them. And fairly routinely, um, he plays – he's playing right now like a guy that expects to stop every shot. The problem is – there's no goalie in the NHL that's going to stop the TJ Oshie goal that happened last night. I mean, that was ridiculous. And um, and then, you know, when you're not scoring, the one little sliver turns into a goal. And this team's not equipped to um, play from behind without a lot of game left, which unfortunately seems to be what's happening in a lot of these games where – it seems like that first 10 minutes of the third period is where things um, can really get away from this team. Um, and, you know, we saw it against the Devils. We saw it last night. We've seen it against in several games where it – if you took out the six- to seven-minute span, the Flyers probably win the game. They probably force overtime at minimum. But the six or seven minutes, usually in the third period, are costing them because Carter Hart just isn't perfect. And this is what it's come down to for him. Be perfect and maybe we'll win. I mean, think about that pressure. Like, let's play perfect and we might win. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough spot. Opioid addiction is a national public health crisis. The Someone You Know podcast from the Independence Blue Cross Foundation offers inspiring stories that challenge stigma, offer hope, and humanizes the disease of addiction. Download the new season three of Someone You Know on all major podcast platforms. Joe, if there's one thing you want to see on this road trip, something developed for the Flyers in a positive way, what would it be in your mind? Well, so the power play had been clicking and then they get JVR back and it's going to take him a couple games probably to get up to game speed. But I'd like to see the power play continue to, to, I thought Tony D'Angelo looked awesome on the power play last night, as good as he's looked in a few weeks. Um, and that the shift that ends up in the Kevin Hayes goal, D'Angelo was all over the zone with the puck. Um, and I'm, I'm not comparing the two, but what I'm saying is he he had this sort of Charlie McAvoy look about him with carrying the puck all over the zone during the power play. And, I mean, Tony's a great skater. So, I mean, you're going to see – you love to see that on the power play. It results in a goal, and that's the third goal in the last two games on the power play. And you'd like to see that trend continue. JVR should only help that by being that net front presence. So that would be what I'm looking for um, because a team like this one that struggles to score, when you have power plays, you need to generate the offense on the power plays because if you're not getting it on the power play, you're not going to be getting it five on five. So uh, I'd like to see more of that continue as they go on this road trip, face a few tough teams here. Um, Sunday's game should be interesting in that Arizona arena I, I don't think anybody really knows what to expect yet for from the first trip out there i mean the coyotes haven't played that many games there themselves yet so um 
But uh, I, I would like to see the Flyers um, really continue to build on the man advantage because, like I said, I mean, you're not getting many opportunities five on five. And quite frankly, they hadn't been getting many opportunities on the power play until two games ago. So that's a trend that I think everybody would like to see continue to, to you know, go upwards. Yeah, that's a good one. They were two for 24 over their previous 12 games. This recent three-game stretch, four for nine. And you see the difference. You see what happens when you can generate offense on the power play because uh, it, it'll give you a good shot to win the game. And they've been in games uh, because of it. They grabbed some leads because of it. Uh, and I think it's a product of getting some guys back, Konechny's back, JVR just came back, D'Angelo looks sharper on the power play, um, Scott Lawton helps on the power play. So, yeah, you're seeing some guys come back and some and some good things happen there. And uh, I'll say, too, Jordan, one more thing about this. The yeah. um, what, what you do, you know, as you notice um, – Torch likes to talk a lot. He's been talking a lot recently about momentum and and recognizing the game situation. And a power play goal doesn't just – it's not just a goal. It's momentum. It's It, it, it causes the, the other team to get dejected. Um, you know, they take a penalty. It directly results in a goal. So there's a lot of momentum seized by capitalizing on a power play. And I think that's a lot of – I feel like Tort's message recently has been a lot of we take momentum and we just hand it right back and they hand it back like it's nothing and it's not valuable. So placing value on that momentum that you get from playing well in the power play, I think is another step that they really need to take because a lot of this momentum that they've been getting from these power play goals has been very short lived. So you'd like to see that extend a little bit as well. Yeah, it's a really good one. And and for me, I, I'd like to see them – I think it will really help them if they continue to score early in games and grab leads. I, I think that helps in terms of just relieving pressure. You're not thinking about playing a perfect game. You know uh, you got the first goal. Maybe it, sometimes it breeds confidence. So they've done that. They've scored some early goals. They've taken a couple leads at first intermission. They have not been doing that whatsoever this season. And I think it's going to give them a chance more often than not. Uh, so I think if they score score early, set the tone, dictate tempo a little bit, they give themselves a good chance, and they take pressure off of everyone, including Carter Hart. So if they do that, um, I think they have a nice shot to to do something over the road trip and just continue to build. I think that's the biggest thing is you just have to continue to build if you're in the Flyers spot. You're going to have frustrating losses like that, the ones to the Devils where you're right in it in the third period, the ones to the Capitals where you're tied 1-1 in the third they're going to have frustrating losses because of what they have on the roster. Uh, but if they're in games like that and they're putting themselves in spots where they can potentially grow, uh, that's a good thing for the Flyers with where they are. So I think that's a big key here, Joe, moving forward for sure. One player, Joe, that you think could step up here in terms of goal scoring, uh, preventing goals, one guy you think can do more, who is it for you? Well, both of these guys I mentioned earlier – um, in this podcast, um, I, I I understand he came back early from injury, but the, the Flyers need more offense from Joel Farabee. They just do, and I, he's still a young guy. His game is still growing, but the situation this team is in, um, I, I don't think it's an argument that they rely on him too much, 
And when he doesn't score, you know, the way maybe we expect or we hope, the void seems a lot larger than it should be. But I definitely think that they need more from Joel Farabee. And the other guy I would mention is just JVR helping out because he's back in there and a guy that's definitely capable of, of uh, causing havoc in front of the net and, and you know, getting those goals in tight. So I think both of those guys, I uh, hope I didn't steal your thunder with one of those two, no, no. but they were the two guys that came to my mind. Um, but – I think it's been a, a theme and we've talked about it this year that there's no real ramp up. There's been no ramp up time for Joel Farabee. It's he came back earlier and Oh, by the way, you need to be one of our best goal scorers right away. <laughs> yeah. And it's a lot of pressure on a young guy, but um, you know, it, it, they need it. That's what this team needs now. Um, so I think I, it'd be the biggest to me, Joel Farabee stepping up and getting in on the score sheet would have uh, would be um, ideal for this team at this point in time. Much needed. I remember I've remembered him saying in the past that his goals were to be more consistent, be like an everyday, every night guy. He felt like he had too many swings, and uh, so I be- I believe that's probably something he, it's in his head right now is that he knows he's being good some games, but he can be he can be good throughout that's a big key i have to say morgan frost show i just think i think tortorella and the organization is really looking at him as to say hey we need offense we need you to be the guy that you were projected to be and he's still young he's 23 years old and it's a process but he's playing good minutes he's been in good spots he's getting power play time and he has six points through 26 games um so i I think john tortorella said the other day that he said, "Hey, we're not looking to turn him into a checker. We're we're looking for him to be the guy that he is, and that's skill and offense and playmaking. And you just haven't seen it yet. You haven't really seen it consistently. I think the Flyers are just dying for his offense, and I think they would love nothing more than Frost to come out and have a you know have a game where he he not dominates, but is just consistently making things happen. Whether it's a goal or it's an assist or just being active offensively." So he's one guy I think the organization is really looking at and trying to figure out who he is, Tortorella in particular. I think John Tortorella's probably heard a ton about who he is, and he hasn't seen it yet. And he's just being yeah. honest about this is not the guy that I've heard about. Well, Jordan, when you asked him that the other day at the at the press conference, you asked him about uh, are you really kind of – I forget how you phrased it, but are you kind of putting pressure on him to show his offensive skill? Yeah. And he – in so many words, he basically said, well, it, why else is he here? Yeah. Um, and y- you can tell he's getting a little impatient with um, the lack of production um, for Morgan Frost. And um, it's it's interesting to me because when I watch Morgan play, I feel like some games there's this a- aggression that's there. And then other games, it's not there. And I feel like you always notice him, but you don't always notice him for good reasons. When the aggression's there, you notice him for good reasons. But when the aggression's not there, you notice him for reasons like him casually coming into the offensive zone with the puck and getting poke checked immediately. Mm -hmm. And that's not – that's going to jump off the 
tape to a coach when they watch tape. And we know we hear Tortorella talk about the tape all the time. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff is going to jump off the tape. And that's it's just simply has to get better um, because you can't have a guy playing in your top six that has six points in, in the amount of games that he's played. Yeah. Especially in an offense or in a lineup, excuse me, where more of the guys are role players. They're guys that like totally understands who they are. They're the guys that, you know, when faceoffs will play, will forecheck, will do those little things. And that's <laughs> fine and well. Flyers need guys like that. Um, that's good. But Frost is being deemed and looked at as a guy that's the other side, guys that's going to create offense, be skilled. Maybe not do the other things as much, but he will definitely make plays. And he's he's just not doing that uh, at the clip that the Flyers need him to be. Um, I think they're going to be patient with him. They have the whole year really to work with him. Uh, but he is on a one-year deal. And I think uh, Tortorella is looking for him to show him something. Uh, that's a guy that I think if you can get him going over the road trip, um, he's definitely a guy that's fueled on confidence. If you can get him going over the road trip, maybe he, uh, he starts humming here a little bit in December going into the new year. So uh, definitely a time for Morgan Frost to show his game. Well, Joe, we'll have this whole road trip cover. We'll have plenty more to come here. Uh, we're looking forward to getting Ashlyn Sullivan, our uh, our new pre and post game live uh, host on this podcast coming up here soon. We'll keep everyone apprised of those details, uh, but plenty to cover and we'll have it all here on the Flyers Talk podcast. Joe Fordyce, thank you so much as always. Great seeing you. Great chatting with you. A big thank you to Ben Barry, our podcast producer and guru, for always being flexible with our time and being there for us. And Flyers fans, of course, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen, and we can't wait to talk to you next time.